Hello and welcome back to The Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. Um, this week we have a very special guest. Uh, it is the mother to the Baron. Hello. Hello, and what is your name? Your ladyship. The ladyship? Your ladyship. Your ladyship. Your ladyship. Okay, okay. So uh, your ladyship um, is staying with us for uh, just over a week um, and is our special guest for the week. We have some historic questions uh, in the second half of the episode that we'll be posing to um, your ladyship uh, and see how she gets on, see how her memory um, serves her or if the dementia's really kicked in. Um, All right, so if this is your first time listening, this is episode 23. It is. Episode 23. So we've been, um, if this is your first time listening, it could be. Uh, we are a married couple. Um, I am British, so that is my connection to the royal family. And the Duchess um, loves the royal family, is passionate about them, and has now many cups and spoons uh, donated by the ladyship. Yes. Um, of historic and uh, monetary value. Yes, I'm excited to drink some tea out of them. Mm-hmm. Spill the tea out of them. We don't have much tea on this, this episode, unfortunately. Oh, or in the house. <laughs> Mainly because it's ghastly. Um, All right, so uh, give us a rundown. Yeah, so for today, we'll be doing our Royal Day in History first, then our Royal Events, and then our Topic of the Week, which... which Is questions for the ladyship. Yep. Yep. So So quite a a concise one. mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess we can kick it off. Yeah, let's do it. So our Royal Day in History, um, so on this day, we are recording it's monday june 12th so we're getting back to our regular schedule um but our on this day is actually in 2016 june 12th 2016 and it has to do with the queen and a certain birthday can either of you guess which birthday it was uh lady uh, chantelay's lover's birthday it is it is <laughs> <laughs> it is but how old was the queen? Lady Chatterley. Oh, okay. Chatterley. Um, the, how old was the queen? The yes, yeah. So, so it, it was the queen's birthday. Uh, it was the mm. queen's birthday celebration. So specifically on June 12th, 12. it was the finale of her birthday celebration. I think it was held over three days of festivities. Um, and this was held on the Mall in front of Buckingham Palace. Um yeah, so why why were you celebrating? She was the queen. 90. No. Yeah, it was her 90th birthday. Thank Good you. job. Good job. The Baron doesn't always get that. Oh. He doesn't always get the, oh. the quiz questions. No. Last few ones have been getting right. Yeah, yeah, you've been doing really well. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to just go over kind of what happened that day. And um, so it was the patron's lunch. And the lunch was held for the Queen's patronages and was planned by her grandson, Peter Phillips. Oh, we don't hear about yes. Peter Phillips a lot. Oh. So, so that was good. Um, members of the royal family attended with the Queen, except for Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall, so Charles and Camilla, who were attending a street party. And there was a lunch, a royal walkabout, and then it was followed by speeches and a parade. So I'll show, I'm showing these two some photos from it. You can see... The Queen's peeking out behind some curtains for her celebration. Um, So it said the day started off rainy but cleared up in time for the royals to arrive. The 10,000 guests were given a Marks and Spencer hampers for lunch before the royals arrived on the mall. On the mall, sorry. Um, What is a Marks and Spencer hampers? Take it away. Um, Well, it's quite expensive. And lovely food, and there'll be several things in it. Oh. I don't think there'll be caviar, though. What kind of things can they expect in it? Um, possibly some lovely cheese, some lovely wine. Um, mm, there might even be pork pie. Oh, Those lucky ducks. <laughs> yeah, and um, maybe a choice of tea. Nice. Maybe it's some Belgian t- chocolate, some Eaton mess. <laughs> yeah. yes. Creme brulee dessert. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So after the lunch, the royal family traveled down the mall and they greeted... Um, what year was this? 2016. Okay. So seven years ago now. Oh, yeah. um, 
So they personally greeted the huge crowds. They chatted, shook hands with many members of the public, and made their way to the end where they waited for the arrival of the Queen and Duke and of Edinburgh. And Baron, can you identify what vehicle they are in, the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh? Yeah, it's probably going to be a Defender. It's a Land Rover. I, yeah. I yeah. was going to say it's a Land Rover. Yeah, so... Because um, Prince Philip loved Land Rovers. Yep, so an open-top Land Rover, and you can see uh, Prince Philip, the Queen there, and then behind, Kate is in between William and Harry. So that is back in the day when Harry was still around. Do you know what you call that? An eaten mess. Uh, no. <laughs> your mom, your mom's right there. It just, it just means two boys went to Eton and it's a, it's a mess. Um, oh, it's a range then. No, an Eton sandwich. It was a range, not a Defender. Is that an oh. open-top Land Rover? Yeah, range. Yeah, but it's a Range Rover. Oh, okay. You, you know what a Range Rover looks like. Yeah, I mean, they, they look like Land Rovers. No, they don't look like a defender. No. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, here are more f- photos from the day. And then one thing I wanted to point out. So was it last week or the week before we were actually talking about Angela Kelly, mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. is the Queen's senior dresser? And she's wearing an Angela Kelly hat. So she's like in a what call it, bright pink. I think she looks... Hot, hot pink? She looks beautiful. She does. She does. And she's wearing Queen Victoria's bow brooch. So very beautiful. Brooch. And the brooch. 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 It's okay, it's a new word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Duke of Edinburgh is looking good as well. His his outfit has not been identified. It's just a dark suit and tie with a khaki coat. Um, and the same for William, Kate, and Harry. Um, but yeah, so that is our royal day in history. Nice. Do You weren't in the UK in 20... Oh. What no, year we, was it? 2016. We no. met in 2016. No. So, did you celebrate your ladyship? No. No? Not at all. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, what's uh, the royal events of this week? Yes. So, I think last week we actually missed this, and I don't know how we missed it. Um, but we had a royal baby, so Princess Eugenie. And Jack Brooks Bank um, had a little baby boy, so it's their second son, um, Ernest George Ronnie Brookbank. Mm. H- how do you feel about that name? I don't like sh- that at all. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest, like when we named our children or names that we touted, you didn't like any of them. I think you, uh, th- there wasn't one that you were very... So what was this? George Ronnie Brooksbank. Ernest. George. Ernest George Ronnie Brooksbank. What, what don't you like about it, uh, your ladyship? Ernest, I don't like Ernest. I'm not keen on George, neither. They're, they're not very nice names. George? Mm, even though there was a King George. Yeah, so there is some history behind the name. Yeah. Um. So he is actually named after his great-great-great-grandfather George, his grandpa George, and Grandpa Ronald. So I'll, I'll break this down a little bit. So his triple great-grandfather would be Britain's King George V, mm. the grandfather of Eugenie's own much-beloved late grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, yes. And then also it's named after her husband, Jack's father, who is also named George. And then Ronnie is in reference to Eugenie's maternal grandfather, Ronald Ferguson, the mm. father of Eugenie's mother, mm. Sarah Ferguson, um, and Sarah even said she she sh- she shed some tears when she found out about this. It was really special for her. I think yeah, of course. her her father passed away. I'm not sure what year, but a while ago, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, so that was special. And then, but where does Ernest come from? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think Ernest is in the royal family, is it? Well, he, his older brothers August, so now they have Augie and Ernie, which is in Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they were trying to go for a Sesame Street vibe. Um, yeah, interesting names. I don't know. I mean, at least in the U.S., we have. I've never heard of an Ernest name like recently. No. I don't think it's Ernest happened. Hemingway. No, but like recently, no. In the last. I don't think you hear it recently in, in <laughs> England neither. <laughs> Ernest, no, I don't think it's popular. 
So, yes, and he is 13th in line to the throne. Wow. Yeah. Was there something you wanted to add? I was just looking if there was anything in particular in terms of the, the, the background to the name. Um, anything? Yeah. Nothing that's kind of like, that could tie it back to royalty. Um, but I, I don't mind it. I mean, Ernest George Ronald, was it? Mm, uh, Ronnie. 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 Ah, uh, it's fine. Okay. So, yeah. So, now there's a new royal baby, and this is the first baby born. Oh, wait, born. wait. Sorry. Ernest's triple great-grandfather, of course, would be King George V, born George Frederick Ernest Albert. Ah. ah. So, maybe Ernest is from there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nice. Look, yeah. you crack the code. Crack the code. Um, yeah, and this is the first grandchild or great-grandchild, I think. Um, that has been born since Queen Elizabeth passed as well. Oh. So I think it's been yeah, yeah, very bittersweet, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Uh, so Kate, we had Sporty Kate out last week. Um, mm-hmm. She showed off her rugby skills at Maidenhead Rugby Club. Uh, so she is the patron of the Rugby Football Union, and she took part in rugby drills during her visit. But specifically, this was part of her kind of shaping us campaign that we've talked about mm-hmm. before. So she did meet with players inside the clubhouse afterward to discuss early childhood experiences, fatherhood, and how sports clubs can provide a support network for families as part of her campaign. So that was really nice. I like that they talked actually about fatherhood and, and emphasized that because I feel like they don't always do that. So it, I think that was really good to see and. Important. I think it's because becoming more modern, aren't they? The mm-hmm. the royal family now, yeah. so they're looking at what other people exactly doing. the commoners. <laughs> yes, um, and she wore an England rugby top, mm. a pair of Lululemon trainers, and sweaty Betty yoga pants. And how much would that cost if anybody wanted to purchase it all? Um, I'm not sure. Well, how, well, the how r- much? The rugby top is probably about sixty. Pounds. It's a training. It's a training. Tiny tops are sixty pounds. Lululemon trainers. I don't know. Sneakers? Yeah, they're like sneakers. Hundred and twenty pounds? Maybe more than that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And, and then I have no idea sweat, what sweaty Betty. Maybe about eighty, hundred, maybe. So approximately three hundred. Yeah. Pounds. You can buy this outfit in. Uh, and go play rugby. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? You have any um, details about Maidenhead Rugby Club? Yeah. I um, I mean Maidenheads. You know, you've got London Irish, which is Reading, but they've they've just been suspended, so they can't play yeah. from uh, for the next year. Then there's the, the most of the rugby union clubs are in the the, the south, um, but there's Maidenhead doesn't have a from what I know it doesn't have a Premier League team, so it's just probably where the England team's trained. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So next we're gonna move on to the Prince of Wales. So Prince William and I actually should have had you get a clip of this. You watched the video with me. Um, so he, uh, so he's president of the Royal Marsden NHS Foundation Trust, and he attended the official opening of the Oak Cancer Center. So it's a new state-of-the-art research and treatment facility, and he actually met with some of the patients through this foundation, um, and he had, like, a really fun chat with, with one of them. Oh, yeah. He was telling him that, uh. William the was the quite guy. was quite tall, and then he was like, "What did he say? Like, oh, your wife's not bad either." Yeah, he was <laughs> sat down though. What? The guy was sat down, and Will was standing up. Yes, yeah, but that he was no, no, I was just kidding. But no, he was a uh, he handled it well, um, William. I think William's quite approachable though, don't you? He's yeah. the boldness. That does it. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I think he tries really hard. Would you say he has, because I feel like Diana was, you know, very yeah. approachable. You think yeah. he has kind of that same essence. I, I think or it, it comes him. from his mum, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe Charles has become more personable over he the has, years. He has since he's become king. Yeah. He's yeah. much more closer to people than the queen was. The queen was quite yeah. distant, but she was really loved. Yeah. But. Prince, uh, no, it's not Prince, is it? King. King. Oh, sorry. King Charles is is really trying to be. He, he actually hooks people now. Yeah, I'd say that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but this, so one one thing that was interesting, uh, so Prince William had like his suit jacket on most of the day, but then he takes it off, and I'll show this picture to both of you, and he actually tucks in his tie into his shirt, and I think that's to keep it in place, which is interesting. It's like a yeah, I think in hospitals they have to wear short sleeves, um, which he's wearing now, it's all to do with infection control. Mm. And so the, the obviously you don't want a, a tie flapping, yeah. you know, um, because it could be infected. Yeah. So that's why he does That's a really it. good point. Mm. Um, but yes, and this, so the Royal Marsden Foundation Trust was close to, I think, his heart, I guess I'll say. So Diana was actually president previously until oh, she died. She? Yeah, and then Queen Elizabeth was the royal patron oh. until she died. Oh. So, um, yeah, so something... That's yeah. tied back to his mother and grandmother. Mm. Yeah. Okay, next, so we're, we're going to keep going on with Prince William, um, and I should have had you get a clip for this as well, but I was not on top of my game. But on Saturday, so he's colonel of the Welsh Guards, and he carried out the colonel's review for trooping the color at Horse Guards Parade oh. in London. So the King's Birthday Parade is June 17th, so this Saturday, I believe. Um, so he carried out the colonel's review there, and I can get some details here. Let's see. There was um, 1,500 soldiers and 300 horses, and they'll all take part in Trooping the Color Parade. Um, and there was actually three that passed out, fainted from the heat. What, the horses or the soldiers? No, the soldiers, yeah. And oh. one of them was, like, playing the trombone, and you see, I mean, it's a pretty big, it's, it's, it's a very big area, so by the time... There's people running to help him. But by the time they got to him, he'd already, like, passed out, gotten up, and then tried to play the trombone again. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's a uh, commitment yeah, to duty, was it, it? Was it a warm day? Yeah. 30? Was it? Oh, it was. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like wearing a mascot's Yeah, um, they have lots outfit, of layers right? on. There's, there's he was layers. wearing what? You know when mascots, sporting mascots have a... Um, you know, the, there's all the regalia oh, and stuff. That yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they they get too hot. Yeah, so that that that's usually there's just there's a lot of um, mm. too much heat. Yeah. Oh, so what? How many said two or three? There were three. Oh, wow. I believe yes. So it was hot. Um, I need to drink some water. Prepare for it. Cause, uh, I mean, they all must have been feeling it then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. I mean, just this is a better. Oh, this this is a trombone oh. player. Sniped. Oh. No, and he gets back up. And he just keeps playing. Like what a man! I think those um, uniforms are probably made of wool as well. Yeah. yeah so most likely. you know, so I think it'll be incredibly hot. I mean, and it's unusual temperature, isn't it, for us in England? Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened many times before, though. I'm surprised it has. I mean, it says 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, so it's 86. It has happened before. Yeah, that's what I mean. I said I'm surprised yeah, yeah. it hasn't. No, it ha no, it, it does. Because I mean, she's saying it has happened. I know. Oh, okay. that, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's. I mean, 86. What for us today? Goes up to 96. Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I can completely understand. Yeah. So, um, but afterwards, they should do a shorts and t-shirt. Uh, version right. or, or the I mean, summer, a a summer version of the. I don't think it looked the part though, would it? I, I mean, modernize it. Yeah. Use more appropriate um, fabrics. For the rehearsal, you mean? Not for actually no, tripping for the of it. In the summer, have a summer one and have a winter one. A cotton uniform. Yeah, just something lighter. That's. Um, you should write them a letter. Well, I'm sure that lawyers will that's be writing letters. Su suggest it. All right. Well, um, okay, what's next? But yes, yeah, so William actually tweeted afterward. He said a big thank you to every soldier who took part in the colonel's review this morning in the heat, difficult conditions, but you all did a really good job. Yeah. So that was just a good, I think, I guess recognition of it. And I don't know. Tough for those guys. Should we get a medal? <laughs> Sweat medal. Um, yes, and then we have our last one. Um, so this is the king and queen. Um, and again, I don't think I prefaced this earlier, but we don't go through every single royal event of the week anymore because it would it just took too long. Um, so we kind of go through like some highlights. 
But um, I believe it was yesterday, so Sunday, June 11th, the Queen launched uh, her first literary festival for the Queen's Reading Room at Hampton Course Palace. So her and the King made a surprise visit, appearance there, um, and they met with authors and actors that spoke at the event and stuff like that. Um, But basically what this festival is, it's to celebrate books from a diverse range of authors and then specifically her mission, which I have here. Um, So it's a charity aiming to develop the appreciation of literature among adults and children in the UK and around the world. So, um, so yeah, and then there's a nice, sweet little photo of her and Dame Judy Dench. Um, they're like hugging, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, but yeah, so they had a few actors and authors that spoke there. So, Judy Dench was one, Giles Brandreth was one, um, and then like lots of other big names. But yeah, so that was nice to see them there, and, and Charles looked very proud of Camilla. So, that was just sweet to see. You know, she's very much into literacy. And in fact, she goes into schools and reads to the children. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah. She's like a, a modern day Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our last event. Okay. So now we can move on to our royal topic. Um, your ladyship, are you ready? Oh, I don't so, know. So. Um, oh. Bit of game show music for you. Do you know what show this is from? No. Sorry, I was nodding. Family Feud. Family Feud. Okay, so what the aim is, we have um, your ladyship mm-hmm. here. Um, mm-hmm. And um, what I want to do, so we haven't prepared your ladyship no, for No, I'm really worried. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Duchess and myself have a, a, a decent knowledge, but we can only go so far back in terms of what we remember. Um, but we're interested to see um, what your memory is of certain events through the royal family and how the royal family was perceived in your perspective uh, in, in those times. Okay. And some of it is like some big ones and other ones are a little bit more specific uh, and if there's some that you don't remember or don't have much sound, we can skip. Okay. But you get three strikes. Oh. No, I'm do kidding. I? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, the first one. Um, when the Titanic sunk in 1912, what is your recollection and how did the royal family react to it? Well, I wasn't born in 1912. I, I'm not that old, actually. Well, that's a surprise to me. I thought you were. No, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know anything about that at all. Okay, well, we'll, we'll move on from that one. Yeah. That, that, that was a sweet yes. miss. Um, all right, so let's do it chronologically for one that you will remember. Do you think? <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm not really sure how old you are now. Um, so, this one, um, the Welsh mining, Aberfan oh, mine yes. disaster of 1966. Yes. B- before... Yeah. Um, yes. Before we start, uh, your ladyship, have you watched The Crown? No. Okay. And that's good. Uh, that's a good point. To make. Yeah. Yeah. We're no. And we we do know that The Crown is not completely factual, but I've learned a lot from The Crown. No, I think it's based yeah. on truth. Yeah. Yeah. And this but, was a big episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have been what nine? Yes, I was only yes quite young, so and I could you know relate to the school. Yeah, children. totally. Mm. I'm sure your parents mm. were were thinking the same as, as sure what the family was. Mm. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about um, your memory of it and what was kind of the media coverage and if there's any the kind of the connection with the royals. Do you remember? Well, what I can remember is I remember that this school was actually buried by mm-hmm. a sl- I think it's called slag. Um, which is deposits from the mines, and it rained, and the ra- the water got underneath the slag, and it became a landslide, and the whole of the school, I understand, was covered in it, mm-hmm. which was, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know how many people died. I think some did survive, didn't they? There were some survivors, but there was there was a huge number of children. There was. Um, it's so tragic. Um, I remember watching it on. 
um, television, you know, with the news. Um, and if I remember rightly, the Queen did go eventually. Right. She did go and visit. 116 children and 28 <gasps> adults. Oh, that's, oh, and as a teacher, that's horrendous now. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, you know, generational, uh, the community, the ne- next generation just gone, right? It, that's right. A yeah, whole generation it, lost. Absolutely. Um, but you're right, um, eventually the Queen went. That's mm. that's part of the, the piece of it. Philip went. Yeah, do you remember that, Philip? No. Because I think Prince Philip went. No, I don't. Fairly, I ju- early, fairly, fairly early and then. But th- did the Queen go quite a lot later oh. then? Um, try not to touch your ladyship. Try not to touch the bottom of it. I know oh, you can't. Sorry. You don't have the the headphones okay, on, so you can't. But it, it's no, no. it's terrible for the oh, listeners. Oh, I am so sorry. I I wasn't aware. <laughs> um, yeah, he Philip went pretty. Philip went pretty early, and I think, but it did take the queen. Uh, I I can week? look. Yeah. Okay. So, but um, but yeah. So I guess your your recollection was, especially because it happened so long ago, was very close to. Uh, what eight days after? Yeah, so, so it was eight yeah. days. Yeah, to, to what? What the, the eight the days after the disaster? The, the Prince Philip came. Well, since it happened, when it happened, what? so it's from the disaster. It was eight days, but that's I think that's a long time, it is. isn't it? Hmm, I don't think that's quite right. And I think well, there was a lot of criticism for it, and I. I, I oh, sorry. I was just going to say, so Prince Philip. Um, and the prime minister visited the scene the following day, mm. and then she, oh, she came. Oh, oh, right, after, okay, so. okay. So there was royal presence, but um, yeah, not the royal. No, not for something like that. No. So this is an interesting one. Um, yeah. Lord Mountbatten's assassination in 1979. Yeah. How much media coverage of it? What was? There was uh, a, a lot. I think there was a lot of media coverage, but equally there was a lot of media coverage about Ireland, full stop, Northern Ireland. Uh, I think was this in Southern Ireland in Era, yeah, mm, yeah. but but it, it as far as I know was it the I think it was the IRA, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mm. Um, and <laughs> there was a lot of coverage, and equally they also you also saw the the boat that was blown up. So um, lots and lots of um, wreckage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was awful. What was the the impact on um, <sighs> the, the British the viewpoint of the RA but, and, and also the, the, the backing of the royals? What did that look like? Was it more support for the royals and actually uh, kind of went the wrong way? He became like a martyr or how was that? Type of thing, see. Um, well, Mountbatten, Lord Mountbatten was very, very close to Charles, very close, uh, and also very close to Philip, wasn't he? Because he was, re- as far as I'm aware, he was related to Philip. I believe he's his uncle. Yeah, his, uh, his, his uncle, his, his yeah. mo- mother's brother. Yeah. So um, obviously they were devastated, and of course, um, in that time. With Ireland, you know, we on the news we only heard one side. Um, so how accurate the news was, and who did it, and who was blamed for it, I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it was a political thing too. Did people at the time like Lord Mountbatten? Because I know now there's like some stuff coming out about him that um, I, I don't think that. It, Particularly keen on him, I don't think so. Um, no. Was it um, the stuff like Prince Andrew type of stuff? That's oh, the out. stuff that's coming out now. Yeah. I don't know what's um, coming out. Yeah, so I I think so. One boy has kind of come out and um, with allegations against of abuse. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've sure. heard that. Yeah. Mm. So, and I don't know if there's been others, but just just those kinds of things coming like out. Like lo- local. Boys mm-hmm. where where his I think it was his house he lived there didn't he at well his holiday home mm. mm-hmm. yeah well I'm, I'm sure there's there's probably some yeah. truth behind it maybe um, maybe okay I mean, yeah I saw an article a while ago and I haven't really heard anything since I don't, so I don't know. know what happened but yeah. okay well 
Yeah, interesting with that. I wasn't sure if, um, if it, was, it was a bigger deal or... or, or it, piece. It, it was a big deal. Yeah, okay. Um, next one, 1981. Do you know what this one will be? Um, something to do with Diana? Mm-hmm. The wedding. The wedding? Yeah. How vivid is your memory of that? Well, interestingly, it's quite vivid because I, I was married in 1979 and I watched it with my next door neighbour because we'd, we'd all just got married. So, um, yeah, we watched it. And I remember thinking I didn't think much to her wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. And I thought her hair looked a dog. A dog? Mm. Well, let's bring a picture up. Um, and, and if you're listening, type Princess Diana, dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> and see if anybody no, else is... Look, looks a dog means it doesn't look really... It didn't look really nice. I, I, it didn't look as if it'd been quaffered. It, it looked a bit flat. Yeah, I mean... You know? Ch- top right. And it was an incredibly long train. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, it looks like a, a dining table uh, cover. Very roughly. What the dress are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Is that very? Is that a very eighties style? I'm assuming. I mean, it just looks like one of our duvets. Yeah. It looks like a bed cover. It was very puffy. And yes, very puffy. Very puffy, and I think that's taffeta. It's classed as taffeta, oh. so it's very stiff material. And then her hair. It looks flat. I mean, I guess it was short, wasn't it? So yeah, there's only so much you can do. It, mm, look how flat it looks. And a bit greasy. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. So it was a miss. It was, it was a, miss a miss for your ladyship. It was. What about the rest of the the wedding and the event? And did Charles seem happy? Was it a great day for the country well, and the kingdom? Well, whatever love means. Who knows? Cause that's how you remember... I do remember when he got engaged and the question was, how much in love are you? Which from a um, reporter, and he said, <laughs> "Whatever love means." And I thought, mm, "This is not going to be a good wedding, good marriage." No, I thought it was doomed from the start. Doomed, <laughs> as in Dad's Army. I yeah, I, I don't know how many people know Dad's Army. Um, well, they need to watch it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, um, stop fiddling with your mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep fiddling. I like fiddling. Um, okay, well that's that's some really good uh, historical um, yeah. analysis of that uh, dog hair and shit uh, wedding dress. I did, didn't. And it say was doomed. Shit. I don't say rude. I'm paraphrasing. Words. I'm paraphrasing for. Um, um, I think it was doomed. It was a a marriage of convenience, wasn't it? It was a, an arranged marriage, really. Because she was a virgin. Facts. You heard them here first. And news that's breaking. Why, that's why he couldn't marry. Well, Camilla, I guess, was already married anyways. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So she hadn't been messed about with, basically. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's keep it going on that, on that trend. Mm. Um, let's start with so Diana's death in 97. What are your thoughts on it um, in terms of... The, the conspiracy behind it, do you think it was the media, do you think the royal family had anything to do with it, and what do you think of the royal family's reaction to it, particularly the, the Queen's? Okay, do I think it was a conspiracy? I think there's maybe something in that, to be honest. I mean, she did write a letter to, uh, Diana wrote a letter to some friends and said that she thought she would be in a car accident it wasn't long after that she was which is a bit strange and she did feel that he was going to try and get rid of her I think also that um, the royal family was really worried that she was going to marry a Muslim and that she would have a Muslim baby Mm. and I think there was huge huge worries about that I'm not sure about conspiracy I'm not sure it's true but I thought it was very very tragic she was only 36 wasn't she Mm. i think and it's very tragic and especially tragic for her two boys Mm. 
do you think that she might have already been pregnant at the time? Well, that was another thing, wasn't it? They showed a, a photograph of her in a swimming costume on, um, I can't think of his name, um, Dod Dodie. Dodie's father's yacht. It was his father's, I, don't, I can't remember what his name is. Um, and she looked as if she'd got a bit of a, a tummy on her, but I don't think she was pregnant. Just no. a bit of gas. I think that's more like it, to be fair, because even the royals have gas, you know. Do you think? Yeah, serial tutors. I think so. I would imagine King Charles has lots of gas. Yeah, yeah, I'd go along with that. He eats um, lots of vegetables and organic things, doesn't he? <laughs> Bloody hell, Camilla, was that you? No. Um, and what was the question? What did I think about the royals, how they dealt with it, especially mm -hmm. the Queen? I thought it was Pauline, actually. The idea was that she was to... Um, to protect her grandchildren, her two boys. Uh, but um, I think she should have been... Well, even if she didn't... hadn't, Because at the time she was in Scotland, um, at Balmoral, I, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, I think even if she hadn't come down, I think she needed to talk to the public, you know. Um, and um, she didn't. Because Diana, by this point, wasn't uh, a recognised royal, was she? She wasn't a royal highness anymore, was she? She'd lost that title. She was um, her royal civilian, highness. right? Yeah, I think she kept she some of the titles, but... Yes, yeah, yeah. but she wasn't. She lost her royal highness, yes, yep, definitely. Um, and I think she caused the family quite a lot of problems, to be fair. Um, but... No, I don't think the Royal Farm... And I don't think the Queen n knew how to deal with things like that. And I don't think her advisors were good, either. So, um, and... As when someone dies, I think, at Buckingham Palace or around, they they put the flag at half-mast, the Union Jack, or the standard. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't happen. Mm. And... That's was a show of respect. A real, real problem because, you know, the public absolutely adored her. Right. And I don't think the royal family understood that. So I do have some background on oh the yeah. half-mast flag because oh yes, it was it, it wasn't something I read. Um, but so it was when they did it for Diana. It did break some protocol and I'm just trying to look through this article to see exactly what was that protocol so I'll let yeah. you two keep chatting about it. But. Do you think, and this is um, a hypothetic, mm -hmm. if it wasn't Diana and it was Sarah Ferguson, Andrew's ex-wife, do you think the, the roles would have acted differently? No, I think they would have been exactly the you same. Do? Okay. I do. So, because Fer Fergie didn't do anything particularly negative against the royals, did she? Well, Prince Philip couldn't stand her. Oh, couldn't he? Oh, no, no, no. She was never... Went after the supposed divorce. Well, they were divorced, mm. but, I mean... They, they live with Most each of other. the time, they have lived with each other, so... Um, I mean, she wasn't invited to... Uh, at Christmas to Balmoral. Oh, she was at one point, but she had to stay in a cottage on the estate. So she wasn't treated probably correctly because her two girls were able to go to Balmoral. So on Christmas Day, it's, it's a nice thing to be with your family. Yeah. Um, isn't it? Yeah, no, so I was Okay, well, that, that's a good analysis then. It, 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 it was just, it wasn't necessarily just Diana. They, they'd have probably done the same for somebody else that, that was oh, divorced. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have a little bit more background on this. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So the Queen, um, so traditionally the Union flag is only flown at half-mast over Buckingham Palace when the Queen is at the London residence. However, after Diana's death, there was public criticism because the flag was not flying above right. Buckingham Palace. Um, and that's because the Queen was at Balmoral. Is that the reason? Yes, but then they broke tradition you know they had protocol, to do right they had to um, do and insisted that the flag be flown at half mast over buckingham palace on the day of her funeral um and then since then i believe the union flag has flown at buckingham palace when the queen is not there 
but when the monarch is residing at the palace, it is That's replaced right. with the royal standard. That's right. Um, so she was the first to receive that honor, but she wasn't the last, so it was also lowered to half-mast. When the Queen Mother died in 2002, the 9-11 attacks yep. on, the first anniver- and on the first anniversary oh. of Princess Diana's death, and I think, I oh, believe, really? for Prince Philip's death, and probably mm. the Queen's as well. But, yeah, so that was But the why. problem was they, they just didn't deal with it quick enough. Yeah. Right, and so that set precedent, basically, yes. enough. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so even 9-11, they put... Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Wow, so yeah. that's not a, a, a person, is it? It's an event. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. So, look, kind of a, a follow-up from that is mm. Tony Blair was the Prime Minister at the time, and he was, uh, at, at least in The Crown and also uh, the, the film The Queen with uh, Helen um, Merrin. Child, uh, Tony Blair was very critical on how and uh, quite forth forward with the the Queen saying you need to do you need to do something here. Well, I think he was correct in that. Respect. No, no, no. It was so. Um, what is your memory of Tony Blair's? You know, with him coming in from John Major to a, a Labour government, mm. youngest Prime Minister. I'll say very um, forward. Thinking, you know, it was very articulate as well. Um, what What was your memory of his relationship with the royals and the, the queen? And because Charles tried to, I think, always have his um, ear. Do you have any recollection? Was there no, anything? No, absolutely not. I don't know the relationship between them at all. I do. I, I do remember him getting involved with, really. Um, you know how they were dealing with it, and he, he he obviously in London saw what was happening with the the public, and and he knew he had to do do something because you know the the royal family they were losing it full stop, mm. you know because they loved her so dearly. Do you think there was a possibility that if they they had continued to do nothing and, and and ultimately did say nothing, yeah, you could have seen the end of the royals. I think it, it, it not a, not maybe From the end, mm. but I, I think they would have lo- lost a lot of reputation, of good reputation and and love from the the general public. I I, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then following up on the titles for Diana, oh, um, yeah. so uh, her. The Queen, the Prince, and the Princess of Wales agreed that the Princess was to be known after the divorce as Diana, Princess of Wales, without the style of Her Royal Highness. Yes. Um, and then also, so the same thing happened with Harry and Meghan. Harry's still Prince Harry, um, and they're still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, but they're no longer addressed as his or her Royal Highness. Oh. And oh, really, it seems like that title is what separates the Royal Family from the rest of the British nobility. Uh, the highnesses. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, just a few more now. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Four more. Oh, four more. Mm-hmm. Four, four more. Oh, four more. Sorry, I thought it was four more. I thought you wanted me to be four more. So, Prince Philip. Oh, yeah. What is your overall memory of him as an individual? What's his, uh, his legacy? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm always, you know, I don't know that much about him really, but I only hear things from the press and you know from the or the media from the television and and what they come out with and <laughs> he's sort of um, a bit of an idiot really. But I can say I think he did a really good job because you know how many men would want to stand behind their wives and just follow them like sheep. Sheep, I don't know that's the correct word, but, you know, just follow them. Maybe she had a really good arse. Well, she might have done. I, well, I think she Back did. Back in the day. I think she did, actually. I think she was. She had a terrific figure, did the Queen. Well, she, she remained very slim. Um, but, you Case know, solved. <laughs> she had a great arse. Yeah. But that's I, why I didn't mind. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, he had a career in the Navy, uh, and a really good career. And basically, when her father died um, and she became queen, 
that all had to stop. And then he just be, sort of became the queen's husband. He, he never became queen and king. He was the queen's husband, really. And he, he just sort of followed her around and supported her. But he just kept ins- <laughs> saying things that were not very PC, um, like slitty eyes and other things. Would you like to hear some of them? Yeah, I'd love to hear. So, um, back in 1965, <laughs> um, he, he said, It looks like the kind of thing my daughter would bring back from her school art lessons, he muttered while being shown Ethiopian art in 1965. Um <laughs> I would like to go to uh, I'd like to go to Russia very much. Although the bastard murdered half of my family. <laughs> um, this was said in 1967 uh, during the Cold War. That's right. Uh, <coughs> um, what do you gargle with pebbles? He told singer uh, singer Tom Jones at the 1969 Royal Variety performance. Later, he added, "It's difficult to see how it's possible to become immensely valuable by singing one of the most hideous songs." Um. <laughs> I just didn't have a filter. No, he didn't. didn't I don't think about don't. it. <laughs> and I think as he got older, he got probably more grumpier. Yeah. Well, here's a bit. 1984. Um, you are a woman, aren't you? He said to a Kenyan woman who was presenting with a small gift in 1984. I remember that. And this is to uh, your ladyship's point. Um, if you stay here much longer, you'll be all slitty-eyed, the prince told British exchange students who lived in Jeanne in 1986. <laughs> when asked on his opinion of Beijing, he replied, ghastly. Um. <laughs> but was he very liked by the public? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I seem like it. I know. Oh, I have to keep on going. If it has four legs and it's not a chair, if it has two wings and flies but not an aeroplane, and if it swims and is not a submarine, the Cantonese will eat it. Again with the Chinese insults when he addressed the World Wildlife Fund meeting in 1986. What are your thoughts, Duchess? Yeah, those are pretty bad. Did did he not say something about his... Daughter Anne, if it's something about if it doesn't fart or, and he was referring to a horse, um, she's not interested. I'm sure he said something about that. Oh, wait, so it's speaking of the Scottish, how do you keep natives off the booze long enough to pass the test? He asked a Scottish driving instructor in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have a big booze problem, do the Scots, a huge problem. Oh, gosh. So this is a cannibalist one. Oh, yes. Y- you managed not to get eaten then, that the prince asked a British student who had been trekking in Papua New Guinea in 1998. Um, oh, gosh, this looks terrible. Uh, deaf? If you're near there, no wonder you're deaf. He told a group of deaf school children who were nearby a Caribbean... Still drum band in 2000. <laughs> um, I like this one. It's uh, ridiculous. You could do with losing a little bit of weight, he told 13-year-old boy Andrew Adams after hearing he wanted to become an astronaut whilst visiting a science museum in 2001. Wow. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, oh, there, there are a yeah, lot. There's oh, this will be the last one and is a bad one. Um, you look like you're ready for bed, he told the president of Nigeria in 2003, who was dressed in traditional robes. Yes. <laughs> How ridiculous. Uh, oh, I, I, I said, uh, I said that was the last one. This, this one's, this one's going to be closer to you, so you'll probably appreciate this as well. Or appreciate it less. The Philippines must be half empty. You're all here running the NHS, he told nurses at Luton and Dunstable Hospital in 2013. Well, he's not totally wrong. I mean, they're mainly there. They are. There's a lot of Filipino nurses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so his legacy. Um, just just he said what he thought and yeah. didn't care. 
No, I, I think as you get older, and and, and and that's what happens as you get older, you, you say things because you're not that really bothered. I think he... I think sometimes it was hard for the Queen, who, you know, made no comments whatsoever. Um, and I think it was very hard for her at times, but I truly think... Uh, she loved him, but he did have affairs, and that was sort of passed over. Definitely had affairs, but then that's okay apparently. In the royal family. Okay, um, so last three, um, same oh. same question. Okay. Queen and her legacy. What are your thoughts of her? Well, how, do you, how do you remember her? I I wasn't really a royalist at, at one point, but um, I I think she has done wonders for the. The, the country and um, when I was in France on holiday she died and um, I was quite shocked and felt quite sad because she, she's she been there all my life I know no different I mean she became queen I think in 1953 uh, did she come queen? It might be coronation, I think, was maybe 53. Yeah, coronation was 53. And um, she became queen in 52. 52. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I have no, no, no other um, royal family, that, you know, the, the, st- the, the woman in charge. But um, I think she's left a real legacy. I think King Charles has a lot to... Um, he looked to an awful lot. He uh, he's trying to live up to it in a different way, in a more modern way, because I don't. I think she was very naive, and she was brought up in a way that isn't how the rest of her her career uh, people would know. But um, she did well. She never caused. Any problems, ever. Never. What do you mean? Well, well, this never complain, never explain. And she never, ever did. She she, she once made a comment um, when she did the Christmas broadcast about, um, and it was in Latin, but I can't remember, something horribleous that she'd had a... A really, really bad year. Windsor Castle burnt down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Diana died that time as well. I was at the, a different one. No. I uh, know. I think they'd got divorced, right? Is that what it was? So they. Anus horribilis. Anus horribilis. Horrible anus. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Absolutely. Hemorrhoids, basically. Yeah. Um. You can get cream for those, though. For anus horribilis? For hemorrhoids. <laughs> 1992 was what she referred to. Um, so I think oh. it was the divorce, right? Yeah, so it was Windsor. Um, with the fire and the marriages of three of her four children ended. Three of them? Wow. Yeah, so. It was. Um, uh, yes, just, just one Andrew. of her children hasn't divorced, just one. There was a fire at Windsor Castle and the publication of a racy book and leaked phone conversations from Princess Diana and Prince Charles to their lovers, (laughs) Camilla Gate. Um, And Squidgy Gate. I guess I I haven't heard of the Princess Diana ones, Mm. but I'm guessing that was uh, hers. But yeah, so Prince Andrew separated um, that year. And then Anne divorced Mark Phillips. And in December, Prince Charles separated from Princess Diana. So, yeah. That is a tough year. It was a tough year, wasn't it? Yeah. But she often, she very rarely made comments like that. She just carried on. I mean, the only problem is that they think maybe she should have abdicated and given... Charles, because uh, he's 73, I think, now, and therefore really hasn't, isn't not going to be long, I wouldn't have thought, as, as king, although they are a long-lived family. Yeah, so King Charles is 74. Oh, 74. He'll be 75 
in okay. November. Oh. So, it's so we um mm. we uh, we were at a bar. Um, we were having lunch on a Friday, weren't we? Um, we were off work. Um, oh, yeah. And we sat to a couple in the what late fifties, early sixties, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, Indian couple, and oh, she was from London originally. Okay. So she heard my accent, and we got talking about um, you know, being British and everything like that. And they said to us because I think had the Queen just died. I think so. Yes. And they said that there's a, an ar- arrangement that when he's eighty, he'll give it to William and abdicate. I don't think so. I think he's been waiting a long time to do this. I don't think he will. Seven years. Because mm. then William would be forty-seven. Mm. I don't. Uh, I can't see it. But then, you know, <laughs> when you're 73, who wants to start a new job at 73? Yeah. Uh, that's how I would see it. You know, he's... Uh, I mean, he's been married quite a long time now, actually. And, you know, surely it would be nice for them to have a retirement and, and then he could go back to Highgrove and talk to his plants, which is what he wants to do, really. But Okay, so last question... Um, what do you think the future holds for the royal family? I still think there is a future for the royal family, without a doubt, because what else is there? You know, could you be like France, where there's a president, and like America, really, where you know you've got you've got really. I think um, I think there is a future. I mean, supposedly they bring in a lot, a lot of money, income from tourism. I'm not sure, so sure whether they l- were here or not, whether they'd still come. So um, we did some research on this. Oh, yeah. For every pound that is spent on the royal family or given to the royal family, yeah. how much do you think is brought in by tourism? Less than a pound, more than a pound? Oh, no, I would definitely say more than a pound, maybe four times more. So it's 20 times. Oh, is it 20 times? 20 pounds to every pound they that spend. They pay, that they pay on and the... the si- reason they they figure that number out wow. is by, what was it, 60 or 70% of tourists that come to the UK say they one of the reasons they come is because of the royal family and the history of it. So we, we've talked... Oh, yes, yeah. So we've talked about the history of it. Um, as in, cool, so if you got rid of the royal family, then there's still going to be the history, mm. but you don't have the changing of the guards, Buckingham Palace. The traditions. You don't have the traditions. And how long will it become until it's like the French royal family or the, you know, where it's... or well, They're no it's, longer hit the, They're no. no longer there and not, not celebrated. So, and then... You don't go there, right? Because, I mean, the, Europe's got so much history for royal families, but after a certain period of time, it, it kind of goes into... They're the main global royal family in terms of what yeah, people think of. absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so you think there's a there's a place? Um, do you think, oh, definitely. definitely. Do you think Charles should abdicate sooner rather than later for William to kind of bring them... What, what do you think William would do if if I, he was given it within, say, the next five years? Oh, I think it'd be really good. I think I think it would bring even more um, realistic, be more modern, um, and be aware of, you know, what the normal people live like. I think he's really quite aware. I mean, for for one thing, he's he's married to a commoner, isn't he? Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. She went to a very posh school for a commoner. <laughs> she did, but she is a commoner. And so, you know, she doesn't have the royals or the titles. So, yes, she, her parents were quite well off, but she's still a commoner. So, you know, and he has lived, when he first got married or even before, he, he spent a lot of time with her family, you know, seeing what reality is. So I think he's much more realistic and I think he would make a really, really good king. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think it'd be terrific. Um, that's why I'd like, I'd, have, I'd like to have seen Charles be skipped. Well, I think a lot of people would, actually. I think a lot of people would thought that was a good idea because he's never been very popular. 
because he's a bit wimpish. Yeah. But I, I also believe that if you, if you start skipping people, then it probably takes away the actual tradition or the, the rules within that. The rules have changed, though, now, haven't they? If it's a female now who's... Um, well, say, for example, William had had his daughter first, she would be in line mm-hmm. first, whereas before it was just the, male. the males. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's absolutely... So they're trying, aren't they, to become more modern? Yeah. Anything from you, Duchess? Yeah. No, no, this is really good. Thank you for all your insight. Yeah, so we'll be back next week. Um, and we might do an episode coming up in the next few weeks on abdication if there are any precedents to, to show that oh. it has happened in, in other countries. Yeah. Oh, it has. Oh, yeah, it has. Definitely. There, there's been some more modern ones. But yeah, if you like this episode, give us five stars and leave a comment. And you can follow us on Instagram at Dutch, D-U-C-H, and Baron. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>